0: This is a topic that I didn't necessarily want to talk about today. Usually I like to just kind of deny the fact that this is a thing. Now, before assumptions I made, I think I ought to get into the topic. Otherwise, assumptions are going to be made and I don't want that as it is. I'm already in a vulnerable position regarding this topic. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, this is a topic that I have a lot of opinions on, but if you want to know more about that, you can definitely check out a blog post that I wrote about Chinese New Year. But today in this podcast, this live stream, rather instead of spewing my personal opinions on this holiday, um, I'm going to be a bit more factual and less opinionated and a bit more what's the word? Balanced? No, I'm forgetting the word. I'm I'm a bit sick today. I promise it's not COVID, but my mind is not functioning as sharply as it should. Not that it usually does. But let's get into today's topic. So Chinese New Year. What is Chinese New Year? I'm not going to get into the specifics of what Chinese New Year is because I think anyone can just Google this and I am not the expert on Chinese New Year. But if you... Google and go to National Geographic and you can get some basic info. It's um, the Lunar New Year. Um, <clears throat> my last podcast was about why New Year's is Catholic, right? And so, yeah, different places use different calendars and so it happens that in China, they used to use this um, lunar calendar. So this is celebrated in China, Hong Kong, South Korea, Vietnam, Singapore, where I am. And this is, yeah, they do stuff like this, dragon dances, lots of loud celebrations. And let me get back to my screen. So, not exactly a fan of this holiday. And my opinions and views on it has changed as I've grown up over the years, Um, Again, I have a blog post about this if you want to get more into it. But again, today I want to talk more about should Catholics celebrate Chinese New Year? But first, I'm going to bore you guys a bit by talking about my personal experience with Chinese New Year. So, a bit of family background. My, My mom's side, dad's side. My mom's side was always the... Um, my mom was the Catholic one, and they were always the more Westernized, English, English-educated side of the family. And my dad's side was the um, Chinese-educated side of the family. So on my mom's side, not a lot went on for Chinese New Year growing up. But on my dad's side, yeah, we we had a bunch of stuff going on every year that I had to deal with. And oh, uh, let's just say that. I, I don't know why, but I just really didn't like it. I didn't like the vibe that Chinese New Year exuded. It was a lot of loud noises. And I think to sum it up, I know this sounds so self-hating and, I don't know, internalized racism or something, but I truly felt like the vibe that Chinese New Year (laughs) exuded, it just felt like I thought that was what hell was like all the red um red everywhere and loud noises and banging of drums I'm very sensitive to noise and you know loud banging drums everywhere it was it was a bit too much for me and when i contrasted that with i guess my mom's side um or rather perhaps even my godparents side of the family when i contrasted the two i just happened to see this very big contrast between like oh this is how the Easter's, you know, all this loud noises, Chinese New Year, all that. I can use this term, ching, Chang chong stuff, because I'm Asian, so I get to use that. And on the other side of the family, that was the more English-educated side, more Westernized side. It was, you know, a lot of the faith, Catholicism, everything that I liked about my childhood. And so because of this, I yes, I grew up and I had a very... That was my view on... That was the, I'm forgetting the word again. Uh, that was the divide between how I saw these parts of my identity. I always kind of saw one side as bad. And as I've grown up, I've grown to outgrow that sort of mindset, mindset sort of, but of course, I think your childhood kind of shapes you. And, you know, I'm still open to developing my opinions on Chinese New Year. But as of now, I'm still not the biggest fan. But I will say that I think I've matured quite a bit. And the f- <laughs> that's so narcissistic to say of myself, isn't it? But, <clears throat> you know, the, I really didn't want to talk about this topic. And, I, you know, as part of, I guess, trying to be more mature, I think I decided that I would go ahead and do it. So... Um, A a bit more background. When I was a teenager, my parents separated. So eventually, I never, uh, I no longer had to deal with Chinese New Year stuff. We no longer had all of that stuff going on. And so I think I have a rather unique experience with this season, having celebrated it and then not celebrated it, and developed a lot of opinions on it. But I thought I'd share my thoughts. So let's get more into the Catholicism side, because I think that is... The part that most people want to hear about, isn't it? So, to give a bit of context on how Chinese New Year is celebrated in Asian countries, and, uh, in Singapore in particular, because that's my experience, that's what I can share, right? Don't, there's a piece of hair hanging down there. Anyway, sorry for that digression. Um, here in Singapore, the what we usually have is masses that are are a bit Chinese New Year-ified, in the sense that the priest wears red, because red is the color of Chinese New Year, uh, a lucky color, all of that stuff. And also we have a blessing of the oranges. Uh, During Chinese New Year, we give mandarins oranges to each other, exchange oranges, you know, it's like a tradition kind of thing. And so at the end of the Mass, they would bless the oranges, and there's a special prayer formulated just for that, You know, <clears throat> saying, oh, um, oranges have become a uh, symbol of prosperity and um, all of that stuff. Uh, in my opinion, it's a bit of a stretch, but <laughs> I don't think it's... Uh, I don't really have any qualms with it. But I think the first thing I want to say is that <clears throat> incorporating... The local culture into the faith. It's something that's always been done in Catholicism. It's you know, something that's always been done, and perhaps some people have a lot of opinions on that, but you know, something that's always been done. Catholicism is a universal church for a reason, and hence within Catholicism there's so many different rites, different different ways of different expressions of the faith that go on within the church. And I think that's the beauty of it. But I think the topic that we want to address today is where that crosses the line. So I think generally it shouldn't be an issue. Most of the Chinese New Year stuff for Catholics, for Asian Chinese Catholics, I think most Asians celebrate the Lunar lunar New Year. So not just Chinese Catholics, but Asian Catholics, perhaps. I don't think it should generally be an issue because I just use some common sense. But there are some lines that you don't cross. But first, let's go over the things that I think are perfectly fine that I used to, as a kid, think, oh, man, this is all so pagan. Uh, but you know, having guess, matured a bit, I realise that it's not exactly a big deal. So there are many things that I do think we as Catholics can just go along with regarding Chinese New Year traditions, such, such as, um, well, essentially uh, everything, <laughs> uh, because what's important here is it's your intention. Uh, my podcast with Daniel about Halloween there, we were addressing a lot of these anti-Halloween Christians that say, oh, all of these things are so pagan and like you can't do this because it's evil. Well, a lot of these things aren't intrinsically evil unless you, know, you do it with a certain intention. But here are some examples of some traditions that we have during Chinese New Year. So one, exchanging of oranges. Um, we exchange oranges to okay, I'm not sure why we do it, um, but that's one thing that we do. Uh, red packets. That's I think the most iconic thing. They we give a, We give each other red packets uh full of money. Uh, that's a part that I kind of miss out. You know, kind of missing out on that part that for the for the past few years. Most of my friends, you know, they boast about, oh man, I got all of my red packet money. And they're like bawling after Chinese New Year. And there's me being all broke because I don't get any red packets. It's a bit sad. <laughs> um, but to go off on a bit of a tangent on that one, I used to really not like this because I felt like there was a lot of materialism involved with this red packet thing. But again, I think it's something that... It doesn't have to be a materialistic thing. It just depends on how people view it. But... Again, that's just an opinion that I have. And the other thing is... Um, the lohei... So lohei is... Uh, it's... <coughs> how do I put this image in your head? Uh, imagine a bunch of people gathered ar- uh, gathered around a table... Around a plate of noodles everyone has a pair of chopsticks and they start tossing the noodles in the air and shouting in chinese and i used to really not like that as well i thought it was you know the superstitious nonsense right and i was a bit snobby about it as well but now having grown up a bit i mean i just i just see it as fun and games you know it's heck it's just oranges it's just it's just throwing noodles I thought I used to think it was oh all this all this stuff is too pagan for me, and even though today I'm not I'm still not the biggest fan I, just because I don't like chaotic stuff. But if I had to do it, I mean, hey, <laughs> I wouldn't make a big deal out of it. Besides, I mean, who doesn't want to get free money? You know, getting those red packets. And at the end of the day, it's all about intention, isn't it? your pagan relatives might actually see these things, you know, noodle tossing and all of these traditions. They might actually see it in a superstitious way. But the question is, do you? Do you see it in a superstitious way? Or are you just like, having fun? I think that's a very good way to go about Chinese New Year as a Catholic. Just just have fun. I mean, it's, it's just a bunch of fun and games that you do. I mean, I think the moment that you take it too seriously that that's when it might become a problem. <clears throat> like I think some things you can ask yourself is you know, do you think do you actually think that tossing noodles and shouting in chinese um gives you good luck and prosperity um then the answer if the answer is no then heck it's just tossing noodles another example of some superstitions are uh, such as you know you can't wear black on chinese new year or uh, you, you can't clean the house during chinese new year because oh black is uh, you, um you get bad luck or oh you, if you clean the house during chinese new year you sweep away the bad luck Stuff like that, you know. And if you actually believe in that stuff, then of course, yeah, maybe you shouldn't celebrate Chinese New Year because you clearly don't know how to dif- um, distinguish between just some, just <laughs> just the traditions and the actual superstitions that come along with the lunar lunar New Year. That's another thing that I want to point out that the lunar New Year itself is not an intrinsically pagan thing. It's literally a spring festival. Perhaps as a kid, I always liked to think of it. Oh, yeah, this is a pagan thing, and so I don't want to celebrate it. Truth is, no, it's not. It's not a pagan thing. It's it's just a spring festival. Yeah, and they create bunch a bunch of legends around it and stuff, but it's not necessarily a religious thing or anything. So, again, those are some things that I think are perfectly fine. Now... For the things that I do think are crossing the line that Catholics should not participate in when it comes to Chinese New Year, so <clears throat> first thing being anything that becomes religious, um, such as joss sticks, offering joss sticks. Um, they sometimes during Chinese New Year they you know they like to uh, do some form of ancestor worship of sorts. Um, They take the jostics, they burn jostics, and they start bowing to their Chinese altars and stuff. And to them, it's like a tradition and stuff. But I don't think that's something a Catholic should do, because that kind of crosses the line into religious boundaries. An exception to this, I would say, when it comes to jostics is um, so a bit of a history lesson, uh, a bit of my own heritage as well. Um, in Singapore, there are a group of uh, ethnically Chinese but culturally not very Chinese people known as the Peranakans, and my mom is Peranakan. And ah, oh, there's a long history lesson behind it, but a uh, quick one is a bunch of people from China came down to Malaysia, Singapore, this area. They. Uh, Blended into the culture, the local customs, they adopted local customs, meshed it off, married local women. They're sort of like colonizers, but Chinese. Um, uh, that's probably not a good way to put it, but essentially that's kind of what it is. And so I think they are masters of blending cultures together Um Quick, uh, another bit of history is that when Singapore was colonized by the British, British, um, they they were very highly favored, the pranakans because they were English educated. Why? I'm not sure how, but they just were, and hence they were very highly favored by the British. And so they got a lot of higher positions, and so... And a lot of them also converted to Catholicism, Christianity. And hence today, a lot of the uh, old money families in Singapore are Peranakans. And so what I was going on about the four was that the Peranakans, some of them have like altars. They look like Chinese altars. They look so pagan, but they're actually Catholic altars. If you look closely... It's like you know they have Mother Mary statues and you know the crucifix there. and you, if you look at it there's like Jostics, and you're like, why why are there joysticks? Well, they, they use joysticks because that's what in the in their culture they would have used. they would have used joysticks. And so instead of using candles, they use joysticks as candles. And hey well I mean I, I don't see any problem with that. Again, back to the point about intention. There's nothing intrinsically evil about Jostics. It's you know what you use it for. So heck, I mean, if you use joysticks to offer an intention to words a saint, I mean, heck, I would do that. I mean, I reckon joysticks are a bit cheaper. I mean, that's not a good thing to say either. But hey, I mean, you, you use what you have access to, right? So that's on joysticks. If you're using joysticks to you know bow to Chinese altars and stuff, don't do that. Um, second thing is burning paper, uh, and hell notes. So this is something that if you follow my Instagram, I'm so annoyed about every single year. I was having this conversation with my mom <laughs> that I was telling her, Oh no, it's Chinese new year again. And people are going to be burning the hell notes and because, um, I live in an apartment and they like to burn it right under my window and uh, all the ashes fly into my room and it's so annoying. And I get, uh, that's why I'm sick today because, because they've been doing that. And burning paper hell notes, uh, it's something they do during the seventh month festival, the Hungry Ghost Festival. Essentially, it's, uh, in their religion, I guess they believe that everyone goes to hell and you have to burn these hell notes to appease the spirits of hell because during the seventh month, the, the gates of hell open up <laughs> and you have to appease the spirits, so you have to burn these hell notes for them. I don't know, bribing the spirits of hell or something like that. And so that's something they do, and I'm not sure why they do it during Chinese New Year as well. Because if the point is to appease the spirits because the gates of hell are open, then why are you doing it during Chinese New Year? I don't know. (laughs) Maybe they don't even know their own religion, which, you know, I wouldn't be surprised because Catholics also, most of us, don't even know a lot of things about our own religion. So can't blame them. I mean, I can, but... Anyway, I was having this conversation with my mom... And I was telling her, yeah, no, they're going to burn the stuff again. And she's like, no, that's during the the Hungry Ghost Festival. That's in, like, July. They're not going to do it now. And I was like, no, no, just you wait. They're going to do it. I'm telling you, they're going to do it. And what do you know? They did it. They did it again. So <laughs> that's a bit of a tangent story. But burning paper, that's that's where it crosses the line into religious stuff. You know, burning paper and hell notes. <laughs> I know it. maybe it looks like... Just fun and games, yay, burning paper. But I think there are certain things that you just can't justify, and I think all it takes is a bit of common sense, that there's a big difference between having fun tossing noodles and burning hell notes. I mean, heck, it it literally looks like a satanic ritual if you look at it that way. Burning hell notes... uh, I mean, heck, anything to do with fire. I don't know. There's a lot of theology with fire and stuff like that, but... Anyway, burning paper and hell notes. Catholics, don't do that if your relatives invite you. Come on, let's go be in some hell notes. Don't do that. You can make an excuse, man. And the last thing, and I think this is a very big one that I think a lot of Catholics might fall into, uh, and that's the Zodiac stuff so in the in Chinese culture I know that we have horoscopes in you know what Leo cancer <clears throat> horoscope girls astrology astrology yeah astrology <clears throat> horoscopes stuff like that right um, we have that in Chinese culture as well and it's uh, so we have a 12 year cycle each year instead of you know the month it's by the year each year is a different animal um, I was born in two the year two thousand, so I am a dragon. I think that's pretty cool. And there are other animals like the year of the pig, which is like, oh, my mom's born in the year of the pig. I think. Yeah. And then there are other animals like rat, and monkey, and I'm like, don't I have the best zodiac sign. And you know, it's fun to just like say, oh, what's your um, what Chinese zodiac sign are you? And yeah, you know, I guess you know that it's fun. But uh I think where it crosses the line is when people start reading the horoscopes because it's the same thing. Yeah, we have like every year they give horoscopes. Apparently, the horoscope um prediction for people born in the year of the dragon is that um it will be a very prosperous year. <laughs> and yeah, I mean all of that stuff these superstitions and horoscopes, I think that's something that a lot of Catholics might not be aware that, you know, you probably shouldn't do that. And you might fall into believing in all of these superstitious stuff, which is clearly, um, <laughs> to use the term, not biblical. So that's horoscopes. So just to recap, draw sticks, Anything Religious, Burning Paper Hell Notes, and Zodiac, are. Uh, getting too involved in superstitious zodiac sign readings etc and probably there are a lot of things but again i'm not a chinese new year expert so um not exactly the best person to do do a video about this but as the resident catholic who is ethnically asian chinese i thought i have a, some sort of responsibility to do a video about this And I think I've gone on for way too long. I expected this to be a short podcast. But hey, I mean, it's a a topic that I've been very passionate about for years now. So I think it's worth going a bit more in-depth into it. So I think I'm going to just wrap it up now with, um, with some closing points. So all in all, I think Catholics can really just chill about Chinese New Year and not be as I was you know so um suspicious of everything and not wanting to do this and that oh i'm ca- i'm catholic i don't do this chinese new year stuff oh you know i don't think there's any need to do that and as long as we're not doing any of these pagan things that i mentioned i think it's fine just just chill man but also i think it's very important to have a very strong foundation in your faith, and be aware of your intentions in everything that you do, not just limited to Chinese New Year, but in everything. I think a good rule of thumb is that, just as I said, treat it all as fun and games, and just just some fun and nonsense. Um, not nonsense, sorry, it's that culturally insensitive, maybe I shouldn't say that. Fun and games, fun and games. <clears throat> And just use some common sense to know when something is crossing the line, especially when it comes into religious boundaries, like bowing to Chinese altars. So um, I think I'd, I should look at the comment section because... <coughs> ah, okay. Felix, uh went to a Chinese Jesuit school. We did have Chinese New Year-ish Masses. Yep, we do have those. Um, one of my folks was watching a live stream mass. Okay. Um, let me check the Instagram comments. Anything there? No? Yeah, no? No comments. All right, great. Then I can keep it short and wrap it up. <coughs> so again, uh, this is why I think it's really important to have a rooted foundation in your faith. Um, and knowing so deeply in your heart that Catholicism is the truth and that it's the reality of the world, and that's what i do then that's why I do what I do because when you recognize Catholicism as something so real that it literally dictates things like for example ca- the calendar system that we use, it's kind of hard to stray and let yourself fall into doing stupid things. So to conclude, I am, yeah, I'm glad I, I'm glad I did this live stream because I think I, if I say so myself, I've grown a lot in this topic. Um, those who have watched me for long enough know that, I, you know, I've struggled with a lot of a bit of an identity crisis. As I shared at the beginning of this podcast, there were a lot of things that influenced the way that I viewed these different parts of my identity and sort of villainized certain parts of it. And, you know, I think uh, to sum it up, I think I've learned to chill a bit. I don't think Catholics should freak out about Chinese New Year and be overly excited about it because, again, it's not exactly... I don't think it's exactly the most Catholic thing, objectively. But at the same time it's not exactly terrible either. That's something that I've learned. So, what do you guys think? Um, if I have any fellow Asian Catholics who celebrate Chinese New Year or if you have any traditions of your own culture that you think are a bit controversial, uh let me know your thoughts in the comment sections uh in the comments section. Because always curious to know about all of these things going on. That said, do you subscribe? Um, I now have a personal YouTube channel as well. Do you check that out? I want to create some personal content on there as well. Check that out. It's linked in the featured channel section of my channel. Check that out. And... Gong Sui Fa Uh That was a terrible pronunciation. I'm not going to do that. Gongsi Fa <clears throat> that means a uh, happy new year in chinese